0: Father in heaven, we pray now for a spiritual blessing from on high. We pray that you would send your spirit to each one of us and guide our thoughts as we try to navigate and understand world events from a biblical perspective, understanding the prophecies that you have inspired in your word. Please help us to draw closer to Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch, and yes, this is Scott Ritzema with a fresh new broadcast. We've been gone for a while, busy bees preparing the Second Beast Rising DVD series, and so this is the inaugural, if you will, weekly 11th Hour Dispatch program, moving to a weekly news update report. But there's so much going on that I've got to dig right into it really quickly. And we're going to be even more efficient and rapid than normal. So strap your thinking caps on and prayerfully consider these news headlines and facts of what's going on in our world. Chicago Tribune reports 1000 more people shot in Chicago compared with the same time last year. And of course, we had the, the hurricane that rocked the nation of Haiti: a thousand people killed in Haiti. One point four million people left homeless and starving. So much has happened since I've been on the air with a, a new broadcast of, of news and information. And it just brings us to our knees. It brings us back to our need of Christ and our our desire for him to come again on the clouds of heaven. That's really what this program is all about, what our Christian experience is all about, getting to know Jesus more now so that we will know him when he comes again. And then we can be taken to be with him in the mansions of glory that he has prepared for us. So we see... Death and destruction, natural disasters, civil unrest and violence, Chicago and other cities just erupting and increased violence. I just read another report. STDs are at a all-time high, sexually transmitted diseases. And this is something we thought we'd got a handle on as a society to some degree after the scourge of STDs in the 80s and 90s. Well, now they're saying it's back just just surging at to an all-time high and then on economic news Bloomberg reported fears of a bond market crash a breakdown in globalization and a new crisis in the euro area a new it's like the euro area is in constant crisis we know from Daniel 2 that we will not see a unification uh, re Constituting of the ancient Roman Empire. So, no surprise there from biblical prophecy that there's crisis in the euro area again, but they're speaking of potential bond market crashes. Of course, the breakdown in globalization that's been happening since the Brexit and the rise of populism and nationalism globally. The article reads There were a bevy of reasons for fund managers to push their cash balances to 5.8% of their portfolios in October, up from 5.5% last month, matching levels not seen since the aftermath of the Brexit vote. The share of cash hasn't been higher than that since November 2001 shortly after the terrorist attacks in the United States. So what does this all mean? When investor portfolios are moving more heavily into cash positions, what this means is they're taking an ultra-conservative and cautious stance, cash positions rather than risky investments, because of the fear of downturn, of stock market uh, precipitous events and collapses of, of various magnitudes. We don't know what to expect, but... The big-moneyed billionaires and fund managers seem to be moving more into cash positions, more than they did even in the 2007-2008 crisis. That should tell us something. The amount of dry powder in portfolios is above that seen during both Europe's sovereign debt crisis and the U.S. debt ceiling debacle, according to Bank of America Merrill Lynch's monthly survey of money managers. Then you add that to what Ambrose Evans Pritchard has stated in a recent article. This is one of the top financial analysts and journalists out there. He wrote that the Bank of International Settlements data show that debt ratios in both rich countries and emerging markets are roughly 35 percentage points of GDP higher than they were at the onset of the 2007 economic crisis. So 35% more debt as a percentage of GDP – in other words the the total production of nations the debt to gdp ratio as it's called how much you owe versus how much you're producing is 35 percentage points higher now than it was during the massive collapse of 2007 right This is pretty serious. He also writes that in 2016, this year, the global money supply surged and a string of governments seized on Brexit to crank up stimulus. But what is striking is how little traction it has achieved. So in other words, they're pulling out all the stops, printing money like it's going out of style. And it hasn't caused a dent in global growth. We're seeing global growth stagnating, stock markets flat. And in the context of how much stimulus they're doing, by comparison to where the economy should be just overheating, this is a serious recession, depressionary, global stagnation. Whatever you want to call it, it's a pretty serious omen or indicator for economic analysts. Los Angeles Daily News also reported on something similar. But I've got to jump into the most important news item of the last couple of weeks that we've been covering, and that is what's happening on the geopolitical front. We're talking about the wars and rumors of war theme that Jesus pointed out in Matthew 24. I mean, we expect global crises of all different sorts to emerge upon the earth in order to catalyze the final events of Bible prophecy and bring us into this, this rather dramatic scenario, which is stated in Revelation 13, that points out a time of no buy and no sell. So, you know, we expect economic events. We know there will be wars and rumors of wars. We know there will be natural disasters and an increase in pestilences. All the signs of the times that we study— But this one right now taking front and center the wars and rumors of wars that Jesus said would take place as an indicator that we are getting close to his second coming. CNN reports, the United Nations Special Envoy for Syria has warned that, quote, between now and December, if we cannot find a solution, speaking of solution in the Syrian civil war, Aleppo will not be there anymore. The city of Aleppo will not be there anymore, in the words of United Nations Special Envoy for Syria. I mean, it's totally decimated already. CNN also published an article by Senior British Army Officer and former, notice this rank, Deputy Supreme Allied Commander of Europe. Deputy, second to the Supreme Allied Commander of Europe. His name is General Sir Richard Sharef, where he literally warns in this CNN piece he wrote that NATO... This North Atlantic Treaty Organization, Western Europe, United States, Canada, faces nuclear, these are his words, nuclear war with Russia in Europe. He says the fuse may have already been lit that is leading to this. And he says America and Russia are, quote, his words, already at war. Now, what is he talking about here? Well, the UK Mirror reported Britain sends hundreds of soldiers and tanks to Russian border in biggest military deployment since Cold War. That's the news headline, the biggest military deployment since the Cold War of British soldiers and tanks to the Russian border. UK Telegraph reported, Russia taunts U.S. with biggest military offensive since the Cold War. This sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Over the last, uh, since 1991, we're talking, you know, a couple of decades here, the biggest military maneuvers since then with Russia and Syria, with Britain coming to the doorstep of of Russia. Russia Today also reported Russia reportedly tests nuclear-capable hypersonic glider warhead. What is that? That sounds pretty fancy. Well, specifically, basically, this is a, a delivery vehicle that is difficult, if not impossible, to intercept. Unlike the traditional... ICBMs, the, the Cold War, the Intercontinental Ballistic Missiles, which you can have missile defense systems and interrupt, intercept those and prevent them from hitting their targets, this nuclear-capable hypersonic glider warhead is being released and, ta- and, and touted as something that is impossible or extremely difficult to intercept. And it's designed to be used with the what's been called the Satan-2 missile, which can literally decimate an entire area the size of France, the size of Texas, Aptly named, by the way, because the devil, Satan, is the one who was a murderer from the beginning, who loves death and destruction. He loves destroying God's creation. He's really into that kind of thing. That's what he does for a good time. That's his character. Is He's the destruction-loving, demonic entity that's against life, against God, against love, and every principle of Christ he opposes and is the opposite of. And so this missile is aptly named. That's the Western term for it. The West calls this Russian warhead the Satan II missile. But you're hearing it here, right? The tests of these 21st century totally new types of potentially nuclear warfare technology at the same time as the largest offensives and the largest deployments of troops on the part of britain and on part of russia since the cold war and we're not even done yet afp reported russia deploys nuclear capable missiles on nato doorstep And the UK Sun reported Vladimir Putin's nuclear warships pictured steaming toward the English Channel as Royal Navy prepares to scramble fleet. So Russian warships steaming toward the English Channel, British Navy getting ready to scramble the fleet in response. I mean, this is not the normal kinds of news headlines that you hear about on a routine basis with big superpowers flexing their muscles. No, this this sum total of what you've been seeing over the last couple of weeks is unprecedented. You'll see more as we continue. But nu- nuclear capable missiles being deployed on NATO's doorstep, steaming toward the English Channel with the warships the the hypersonic glider warhead the greatest deployment since the cold war etc we're seeing something serious build here that of biblical proportions russian publication interfax reported all russian emergency situations ministry will hold a training session for civil defense which will cover more than 40 million people according to the interfax the director of the Civil Defense Department of the Ministry, Oleg Manulov. Okay, what was all of that? Basically, Russia holding, uh, this was last week, they were holding a drill, a a series of exercises in Moscow in terms of, of preparing for nuclear events. These exercises involved 40 million people. And then the UK Sun reported on this, braced for Armageddon. Terrifying footage shows Russian soldiers preparing for nuclear war During drill involving 40 million people, the four-day test saw emergency services practice how to deal with casualties in the event of an atomic strike. You see these guys running around with hazmat suits and all of the sort. UK Express reported, as if this wasn't enough already, just on the theme of potential war with Russia, A terrifying Russian television broadcast explicitly told civilians to find out where their nearest bomb shelter is and repeatedly asked viewers if they were ready for nuclear war. One apocalyptic broadcast told viewers on Moscow's state-owned TV channel, quote, If it should one day happen, every one of you should know where the nearest bomb shelter is. It is best to find out now. The enraged host blasted America's, quote, imprudent behavior and spent two hours warning that a conflict could could take nuclear dimensions. Aggressive posturing from Russia in recent weeks has been seen. The state forced 40 million of its citizens to take part in a massive defense drill to prepare them for a nuclear holocaust. My friends, in times like these, we need a refuge. In times like these, we need a savior. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher, and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Martin Lidstrom, Neuromarketing Executive at Apple, recently revealed that iPhone users have a quote relationship with their iPhones. Yes, you heard that right. A relationship. He explained that their brain studies that they did revealed that the love circuits of the brain actually fire when iPhone users are engaged with their beloved device. In his words, people are literally in love with their iPhones. You and your device are the two becoming one flesh? At every church I speak at, folks say the same thing. Scott, why didn't anybody tell us this before? So, folks, grab a pencil and write this down. Media on the Brain. It's a six-DVD series that will arm you with the vital information on the undeniable effects of entertainment media and how to break free. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com, use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Merciful, merciful Savior Precious Redeemer and Friend Who would have thought that a lamb Could rescue the souls of men Oh, you rescue the souls of men We are back. This is Scott Ritzema with 11th Hour Dispatch. And the website is 11thHourDispatch.com. Been busy preparing for the new DVD series, Second Beast Rising, but also keeping an eye on the current news headlines. And boy, are they building up. We spent most of the... First segment of this show looking just at the issue of the build up and prelude toward what appears to be a track and a path toward war with Russia which would most likely inevitably have nuclear dimensions to it and potential talk of World War 3. I don't share these things because it's um you know something that is is fun to do. No, this is a very, very, very serious time in which we live. These are sobering news pieces to go over. And most importantly, in addition to validating Bible prophecy that says that these things would increase in their frequency and their intensity as we reach the close of time, we see where we are in the scope of Bible prophecy, moving closer to the final events, but also Doesn't it just make you go, whoa, wake up call, there's crazy stuff happening in our world, and this is not some alarmist message of fear-mongering sky is falling, this is news headlines, fact, reality that slaps you across the face sometimes and makes you say, all right, am I spiritually prepared? Because I don't want to be of the spiritual emotional mindset where fear starts to take over and anxiety starts to creep in. No, my friends, when we see these things, Jesus said, lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. It's the world where men's hearts fail them for fear. We don't need to be of the world. We can be of Christ, in Christ, a new creation, a new heart, a new mind, a renewed mind. So how is your mind functioning when you hear what will only build up, and I'm sorry to share this with you, but what we're seeing now is, is, is peace and safety and security and ease compared to the global crises that are coming. Bible prophecy is valid and sure. And so if we're going to have a response of fear and an impulse of shrinking back now, well, we want to be strengthened for the real serious trials ahead. The Bible says perfect love drives out all fear. What's the antidote to what the devil wants to do in getting us in a state of fear and panic and anxiety over, over self-preservation? Jesus wants us to think of him, to think of others, to live a life of love of God and love of our neighbor because that is the character of God. And when we behold him, we will become changed. He's not afraid of what's coming. He's got us and this whole world in his hands. The future Every fear, every danger, he's got it all handled and we will be at home in heaven before we know it. Jesus is coming again. That is a promise. That is a certainty from the Bible. So I want to continue with the news headlines so we can grasp the seriousness of the times in which we live. So we can re-up our urgency to seek Christ, to be in the word, to exercise the mission and gospel uh, mission that he's placed before us to reach every soul before it's too late. NBC News reports, CIA prepping for possible cyber strike against Russia. The Obama administration is contemplating an unprecedented cyber covert action against Russia in retaliation for alleged Russian interference in the American presidential elections, U.S. intelligence officials told NBC News. Current and former officials with direct knowledge of the situation say the CIA has been asked to deliver options to the White House for a wide-ranging clandestine cyber operation designed to harass and embarrass the Kremlin leadership. The sources did not elaborate on the exact measures that the CIA was considering, but said that the agency had already begun opening cyber doors, selecting targets, and making other preparations for an operation. Former intelligence officers told NBC News that the agency had gathered reams of documents that could expose unsavory tactics by Russian President Vladimir Putin. So you see cyber war being declared basically here, and it was a b- prominent American political figure, Hillary Clinton, who recently said an atta- a cyber invasion attack, uh, hacking types of things by the Russians will be considered an act of war. And so these cyber things are not some small peanuts little thing. No, this is a really big deal because this can be the opening salvo of actual physical war it begins in the cyber realm. London Independent reported the world is, quote, on the brink of the beginning of a large regional or global war. The U.S. and Russia could drive the world into a global war if the conflict in Syria is not resolved, Turkey has warned. Tensions have become increasingly heightened between Washington and Moscow in recent weeks. Last week, the U.S. and U.K. warned Russia and its ally, the Syrian government, that new economic sanctions could be imposed if the bombing of Syria's besieged Aleppo continues. On Sunday, Russia condemned Washington for making unprecedented threats of cyber attacks, following accusations by the Obama administration that Moscow had hacked computers belonging to American political organizations. Turkish Deputy Prime Minister Numa Kurtumulus said, If this proxy war continues... In other words, the United States and Russia are opposing one another in Syria. It's referred to as a proxy war. If this proxy war continues, said the deputy prime minister of Turkey, then let me be clear. America and Russia will come to a point of war. He suggests the Syrian conflict could be the beginning of World War III, saying it had put the world, quote, on the brink of the beginning of a large regional or global war. And that's not all. Send in the Marines, U.S. top Troops deployed to Russia's doorstep. I feel like we've heard a headline similar to this with regard to Britain's biggest deployment ever. A force of Marines is set to be sent to Europe and be stationed knocking on Vladimir Putin's front door amid fears of war between the United States and Russia. UK Sun reported, Russians in our sights. Royal Navy heroes stalk Putin's nuke fleet as it heads for English Channel after Russian media mocked, quote, our tiny and weak forces, says the UK media. Putin's northern fleet is passing through the North Sea and English Channel on its way to the Mediterranean. We covered that one earlier in the first segment. Now, of course, when we see all of these things building we can't be brought to a point of, and we ought not be brought to a point of making specific predictions that aren't warranted by Bible prophecy. We don't know what's going to happen and when in the current geopolitical environment. The Bible doesn't talk about this nation of Russia and Iran and all of these things, but we look around the world and the Bible does give us an indication that there will be conflict and it will be heightening as we, continue on into the last days so hopefully the warning cry has gone out in the past few minutes just covering this these few bits of news items from the previous weeks on the serious and real dangers of war with russia world war Three, nuclear war things that i don't like saying on air because it sounds so crazy but reality sometimes needs to be said Even if it's a scary reality, objectively speaking, we don't have to have fear. We don't have to run into the corners and hide. It is the wicked. When Jesus comes again, I mean, there's going to be a nuclear event. The elements will melt with fervent heat and the earth will be laid waste and the wicked will be running into the rocks and the caves of the mountains and shouting, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? That's the ultimate question placed before us today. Are we in Christ? Are we walking with him? Are we assured of our salvation? Because we don't need to fret about that. Our salvation is a free gift. All we need to do is look to him in faith, opening up our hearts, inviting him to Convict us of of, of sin and rebellion and our unlikeness to Christ that we might surrender and confess those sins before him and not not love the world and the things of the world. Love the things of heaven. Love the things of Christ. For if any man loves this world, the love of the Father is not in him, the Bible says. So are we getting ready spiritually for what's breaking upon the earth right now? Or, Or maybe the events we see right now will... Pull back like birth pangs. You get a press forward and a pull back. But the Bible says the last day events are like birth pangs. So it's only a matter of time before the next big thing happens. Or the next big thing in our personal life. We always want to be ready. Enoch lived a life of of, of relative peace in the time where he was a long ways off from the final events of Bible prophecy. He was a long ways off from the flood. He was he walked in peace joy, serenity, peaceful existence with Jesus for 300 years. Now, isn't that something? We could do the same. The four angels are at the four corners of the earth of Revelation 6, holding back the four winds of of strife that they would not blow on any sea or tree or destroy anything, it says, until we receive the seal of God in our foreheads. You know what the seal of God is, right? The seal of God in Revelation 14 is referred to as the name of God being placed in our foreheads. What is God's name? Well, that's all about his character. What is the law of God at its core? It's a reflection of God's character. Hebrews 8 says that in the new covenant, we are to have the law of God written on our mind, on our forehead the law of God, the character of God, the name of God. Specifically, even as you dig into that Ten Commandment law of God, you find one of those commandments states outright the very aspects and components of what was contained in an ancient seal. The seal of God must contain what all ancient seals of the ancient kings would have, The name of the king, the territory or jurisdiction of the king, the title of the king, his claim to authority, and guess what? That's found in the Ten Commandments. Visit the website sabbathtruth.com. In fact, if you just Google the word Sabbath, it's wonderful. It's the second link on Google. Wikipedia is the first, of course. But the second link on Google, if you type in the word Sabbath, is the website sabbathtruth.com. This website will reveal to you perhaps one of the greatest cover-ups in the history of Christianity and the Bible. Unbelievable deception has Covered over and become a cloud over the minds and eyes of so many people that they can't see the plainest thing in the Bible. When you see it for the first time, you go, how have I never noticed that before? Sabbathtruth.com. The Sabbath commandment contains the name of God, the title of God, the territory or jurisdiction of God. It contains the components of an ancient seal. And if we are to receive the law of God, the name of God, the character of God into our hearts and minds in the last days, we can't leave any of these Ten Commandments out, especially the one that contains the seal of God himself. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. He will realize obedience and actualize obedience into your life as we look to him in faith. We'll see you next time. To financially support this broadcast, visit eleventhhourdispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. If we go and consult the philosophers and scholars and thinkers of ages past, we find unanimity. From China, we read, For changing people's manners and customs, there is nothing better than music. Confucius stated, If you would know if a people are well-governed and if its laws are good or bad, examine the music its practices. Boethius, a Roman philosopher, said music is a part of us and either ennobles or degrades our behavior. Here we have Socrates. When modes of music change, the fundamental laws of the state always change with them. We also have Aristotle. Music directly imitates the passions or states of the soul. Listen to this. Gentleness, anger, courage, temperance, and their opposites. So according to these ancient people, they knew that certain kinds of music will actually shape our character to be immoral. Brought to you by Belt of Truth Ministries.org.